Are you miserable and lonely all the time? Are you an old curmudgeon? Well, you're in luck because today's video, we're going to talk about how to speak love the language word. of love. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast, formerly known as the Existential Old Curmudgeon Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. How are you doing, Danny? What's up, Randy? Uh, uh, so, man. speaking the language of love, uh, you know, fortunately, this can be taken many ways. You were just sharing me with me many ways this can be taken. How can this be taken yeah. many ways, Danny? Yeah, I mean, when I first read it, I obviously I thought of like romantic love first, and I was like, that's not going to work. Definitely <laughs> haven't that... figured that one out. <laughs> no, no, one no, but uh, you know, I was thinking of it in terms of like you know, loving life, loving others, loving ourselves, right? You know, because like I think love is a broad word; it can mean many things. But I think we all need also, we all need to put more effort into working to think about how we actually talk to ourselves, others, and the world. And, you know, think about it and, and be more loving, because I think that is a good idea. I think it does make us better people and happier. Hmm. That is a good one. So uh, we'll each give three tips today for how to speak the language of love. Uh, I will go first, since this is my episode where I introduced. Uh, number one, I have don't speak. Like how to speak <laughs> the language of love. Don't speak. Actually listen, because it's, you know. I read. I actually read the book, The Five Love Languages. I think that's what it was called, and I think there's five. But <laughs> it, I mean, X you number have of to, love languages. Yeah, you're not going <laughs> to figure out what your what your partner's love language is by talking. Speaking isn't going to get it to you. I mean, perhaps if you ask them which they prefer better, but you still need to listen to find out exactly what works for them. So I think listening is a valuable part in it because. Speaking, that just tells about you, not about them. I like that, too, because I think a lot of times, you know, we speak to hear our own voices. We also speak to distract ourselves from thinking or distract ourselves from addressing things. So even if it's like whether it's a romantic partner, or even if it's like, you know, trying to see the beauty in the world and stuff, you have to shut up. Right. You have to actually listen. <laughs> you have to actually like make yourself aware at the moment and, and being receptive to like hearing, feeling things. So I think that's a really good one. I think that's important. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, my first one, I guess I'll make it shorter. Um, I think you need to cultivate openness and curiosity. That's what I would say. Because <laughs> I think <laughs> I had it really well. I'm verbose. I can't help it. Two years writing stupid papers that are 25. You know, you got to just add words. Oh. But uh, yeah, so I think, you know, cultivating openness and curiosity makes us more likely to kind of be open to others, be open to our differences, you know, be aware of like what makes us unique. And I think that ultimately can be something to love, right? Something to actually appreciate in the person or in the world or in ourselves. Yeah, because when I, I like that cultivating openness and curiosity, because it's like uh, when you actually stop being so selfish and self-centered, it's like <laughs> you can actually appreciate things like i remember there was something the other day where i just saw this couple walking down the street and they were so in love and i was just like ah oh, that's a beautiful thing and i didn't get all jealous that it wasn't me i was just like wow look at how nice that is for them you know so is it, that's that's, that's good too that you didn't get jealous because i know like i remember that like when i was younger like you know you look at other couples and like you want that with your own but you can't figure it out and so you see how then you get mad it's like well you know what am i doing wrong right yeah, 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 but it's nice because you can also reflect on times in your life when you had stuff like that and be like, 
you know, it does exist for me. Or if it hasn't happened yet, you could be like, you know what, it will exist sometime in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So my <clears throat> my next one is practice gratitude. So I heard about this dude. He wrote some book that I've read. I don't remember the name of it. It'll this is explicit. To me you know, you sound like you sound like every customer that used to come into Borders and ask for books when they worked there. <laughs> I'm looking some, for a book. Some guy, it's by some guy. <laughs> the main character might have been male or female. Uh, <laughs> the compound effect. Okay, uh, the guy who okay. wrote the compound effect. Uh, he was talking about how one year for his wife. Uh, for Thanksgiving, he had written down every day something that he was grateful for about her. And like, you know, whether it was just like the way that she did her hair that day or the way she would greet him or, you know, anything. But like just every day he wrote down something he was grateful for about her and then presented that to her for Thanksgiving. And she said it like it was the best gift she's ever gotten by like leaps and bounds. And send the bar high, dude. That is I know. really good. And that not only that, <laughs> not only that, but like, not only was she blown away, but he was saying that it improved his relationship to her better because he could see all the things that he was grateful that were there. Well, you know, that, this is what I was going to say. That's what I love about gratitude is like, I notice the more I practice it, like the small delights and just being grateful in general, the more I see those things in the world and I'm aware of them, both in the world and other people. And I see with my partner too. And like, it does help so much because like, we're so quick. We're so quick to focus on one negative thing and blow it up and make it, make it so bad that we can't get over it. But if we focus on what we're grateful for and the positive things, not only do we see what's unique about everything, but we also learn to love it and actually be aware of it. And you start to, all the stupid negative things just get buried in all the good stuff. Like they get overwhelmed by good stuff. And I think that's like, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Gratitude is awesome. That is a really good one. That is a good thing. I got to try that. That's good. Man. That right? is the cheapest gift you'll ever get. <laughs> right? Well, it's pretty time consuming, I guess, but it's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Got to plan that out, though. That's a long one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my next one kind of goes, actually, I think, with that very well, which is be compassionate. And I think both, not just to other people, but also to yourself. Because we've talked about this before, you know, like when we talked about like how to talk to yourself and stuff. Or how to talk to others. Like we're so quick to be, especially with ourselves, like mean, you know, berating ourselves. But you might be that way with others. And you think taking a moment to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. Think about how would I say this to my best friend? Or how would I say this to my mother or whoever you love most in life? Whatever that is, your partner. You know, would I say this the same way to them? And think about that carefully. And then that's a good route for compassion. I think it can be helpful. You know, if you think about like, you know, how you would talk to somebody else that you really love. Would you say those things? Or would you try to offer help and support? And, you know, I think, you know, we all need it sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, compassion is huge because, like, I think it's kind of like that self-centered thing. Again, like, if you could just stop, you know, stop worrying about me, 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 and actually care about others, man, makes them feel good. Yeah. <laughs> and yourself, right? Because you, yeah, you, right? really, you can't love anything unless you love yourself first. You really have Bingo. to. Bingo. Uh, so my last one on how to speak the language of love actually was given to me by uh, Mr. Rogers, Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers in the movie, beautiful day in the neighborhood. But Mr. Rogers he... is amazing person. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. Like... <laughs> totally. I got his biography coming up soon. Uh, it's called like the good neighbor. I'm going to be reading that one soon. 
But uh, that is. I will. It, what one of the practices that he did in the movie was he took a minute and he just meditated on those who loved him into being. And if you think about it, like all the people who, even for the briefest of moment, like maybe you had an abusive relationship with your parents or something like that, or they abandoned you or whatever. But there was a moment where there was some type of love that created you. And just like focusing on that, like your parents that loved you into being, your grandparents that loved them into being, your maybe teachers or mentors that you've had that loved you into being, your friends that were there for you when you were having difficulty loved you into being. And like all these different people, and even the people you can't even realize, like the guy who's stocking the grocery store and the farmers who's getting those goods to stock the grocery store so that you could eat, so you could be loved into being. So like just taking the time to recognize all those people who, you know, you're only here thanks to their love. Well, we depend on others, right? I mean, our existence depends on so many other things and other people. And I, I like that one, too. I'm glad you mentioned, too, that not just like your parents, but like anybody who had an influence or had a potential influence on who you are, your being, your existence. That's a great way to sort of start speaking the language of love and thinking about love and making just it more part of your life. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Like the the one part for me. So like I'm one of the things I'm doing now is I'm just teaching some like uh, underprivileged kids. And, you know, they actually like put a lot of effort into it. And it's just I want them to succeed so bad. And it's just like the right. same type of thing, like wanting that for them and and then kind of being able to look back in my life and see people who maybe they did the same thing for me. And it's just like, wow, people really do care. Yeah, they do. And you just got to know. And if you show people that, too, I think it makes such a big impact on them because then they do something good later because they care, too, about other people. And they they see once you see it once, you know how to do it. You know, I think you see that it's a possibility. I, yeah, that's a good one. Mr. Rogers is a great source for that stuff, though. Mm-hmm. Um, my last one, and this is going back to, like, you know, the dichotomy of control is choose positivity. I know people hate hearing this because it's like, you know, emotions aren't a choice. They come and they take us over and it's stuff that happens to us. But. They really are like, I mean, I know in my own life, I've proven to myself that they are like, you can choose this. You choose negativity, just like you choose positivity. And I think the only way you can really speak the language of love is by choosing positivity. You have to, because negativity just breeds like hatred, anxiety, anger, stress. Positivity breeds all of its opposites and therefore it breeds love. Right. And I think it's necessary to be positive. So you have to choose it. You have to recognize you have control of your emotions. You have control of your attitude. That is a great one. Definitely a good one to end on. Because, I mean, when you wake up in the morning, you can either be happy or you can't. And, like, you know, everybody wants happiness, but nobody really chooses it and allows themselves to have it. Yeah, so there you have it in a nutshell, how to speak the language of love. This is, uh, thank you so much for sharing us today. This this is the Existential Story Podcast. Make sure to, uh, you know, check us out on the podcasting services. Watch us on YouTube. (laughs) Anyways, I'm Randy. That's Danny. I'll see you later, Danny. Later, Randy. (laughs) Oh, 